This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you might choose a motto for the holidays and explore possible solutions to two challenges we discussed in previous episodes, helping someone to drink less and helping someone to handle end-of-life tasks. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who is my favorite happiness guinea pig. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yeah, Gretchen, normally I don't like guinea pigs, (laughs) um, but I do enjoy being a happiness guinea pig. You're my happiness giant Flemish rabbit. (laughs) Yeah. But listen, this week we have big news to announce to everyone. Bittersweet news. Yes, we are leaving Panoply, which is pivoting to a different business model. So they're getting out of content production. So they're not actually making podcasts anymore, although Panoply will still exist as a company. Yeah. And we are so sorry to be leaving so many great people like Cameron Drews, Kristen Meinzer, Andy Bowers. Um, Andy Bowers, yes, the Wizard of Pods. (laughs) It has been a fantastic place to start and a fantastic home for three years. Um, We plan to stay in touch with everybody. And so, um, but it won't be the same as working together. So it's a bittersweet milestone. Yeah, it's the end of an era and it'll be the beginning of a new era, but it'll never be, you know, like the beginning of the podcast. So um, we thank everybody who was so great to us and helped us launch uh, the podcast. Well, and it's funny speaking of that, like we, when we launched, we were in a completely different location. Panoply has moved three times. Um, So there've been many eras. This is an era. Um, And all three of the podcasts and the Onward Project are going together. So Side Hustle School and Happier in Hollywood. 
um, as well as happier with Gretchen and Ruben. We're all going together, staying together as a team. Yes, um, and we will talk more about that in a future episode. But right now we want to say a special goodbye to our beloved producer, Cameron. Cameron, we're going to miss you. I know, I'm going to miss you guys too. (laughs) It was a short time, but it was a very good time. It was a short time, but it was a good time. Yeah. Well, and Cameron, I feel like I know you because I hear you also on By the Book. So I had... I, I knew we knew all about Cameron before he was even yes, our producer. That's true. Yes. So for people who are want to know where you're going, what's your next move? So I am already actually a full-time producer at Slate, uh, which is in the same building. I was happy to be adopted by them. I'm mm. working on some podcasts that are in development right now, so I don't think I can talk about them. Um, Top secret. Yeah, but it's been a very fun time, and uh, I'm happy to be there. I will miss you guys, though. Yeah. I was thinking that the next time Elizabeth comes to New York City, I should have all of our former producers. That's such a good idea. Wouldn't that be fun? Because they're so fun. Oh, yeah. I love all of them, and and we all know each other. It's a really good Yes. Yes. Good. We'll we'll do that. Okay, Elizabeth. Let's have a podcast party. Podcast party. Elizabeth, you just have to come to New York City to give us an excuse. Yes. Okay. Well, Cameron, you you will be a little bit further away, but not far away. Yes, exactly. All right. Now, this week, our Try This at a Home tip is to choose a holiday motto. Yes, this comes from our listener, Judy. She says, with holidays already bombarding us, it occurred to me this morning to have a theme or a focus this year. I decided to focus on comfort and joy and think about how I can build my holiday activities and gift giving around this theme. It's easy to get overwhelmed at the holidays. There are so many possibilities and activities, and yet we all have the same amount of time every year. My hope is that this will add more personal meaning for me and also allow me to weed out slash not spend precious time or attention on anything that doesn't really fit this theme. Maybe I will also pick a holiday color this year. (laughs) Well, we know we love a signature color, Gretch. Yes. Now, and this is something that, this is um, a twist on something that we've talked about before. And, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about this again as 2019 approaches. But it's this idea of picking a one word or a one phrase theme for a year or, as Judy's doing it, for a particular season, like a holiday season. And it's the idea of really thinking about what is it that I want to experience? How do I want to shape my experience and my time and my energy and my efforts going into it? Instead of just reacting, instead of just letting things roll over me, how can I think about what I want to focus on? And I think it really does dramatically um, influence your ability to kind of steer things the way you want them to go. Yeah, and I love the idea, like with her comfort and joy that she's going to have a gift giving theme with yes. that because you could see she go oh i'm going to give everybody a nice throw blanket yes that's a lot of comfort or um a funny hat because that's joy yeah. so it's a cool idea to kind of focus your gift giving too and it's interesting like what do you want to focus on because you could i could imagine someone picking gratitude or family or service or hospitality or festivity and you can imagine that if your theme is family that might lead you if that's your motto that might lead you in a very different direction and to make a different choices from if your uh if your theme were something like hospitality yeah they'd both be great choices but you wouldn't be making identical choices yeah because it is so true you cannot do everything yeah. so focusing on what you really want to do this year and funneling everything through that is just such a good idea. Well, I like the way that Judy picked a phrase that's sort of made famous by a holiday song or poem. Mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of makes it seem more fitting. 
like I can imagine someone picking something like let it snow, meaning like what will be will be like don't the don't, chips will fall <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah let your heart be light um well, here's one for people who worry about holiday temptation he knows when you've been bad or good so be good for goodness sake that's good for obligers who mm. need to know that some, somebody's holding you accountable um festival of lights that would be a good mm. one um i think my motto is going to be tis the season to be jolly mm. and Elizabeth, i think you know why i should pick that one yes because you you can be irritable at times <laughs> You're snappish. I can be. We've talked about this on the show. Yes. So, tis the season to be jolly. I will be jolly. I love that. I'm not going to be with you this year, but I'll ask mom (laughs) if you're jolly. How about you, Elizabeth? Can you think of one? Have you figured out one? Yes. Mine, Gretchen, is all is calm, all is bright. Ooh, that's Because I'm coming out of this crazy period of work where I have been the opposite of calm. I've been you know, weak, hysterical, and mean, as we say, my (laughs) anti-motto. And I'm just like... I love your (laughs) (laughs) anti-motto. And coming out of this crazy work period, I have in front of me a wonderful holiday season where Sarah and I are not writing a pilot, as we often are over Christmas. So I actually have this time to celebrate to relax, to enjoy. So I just want to remind myself all is calm, all is bright. It's all good. Like, I just want to be happy, go with the flow, not get like exercised over whatever's happening that feels outside of my control. I just want to enjoy in a calm way, in a happy way. So I love this, try this at home because I feel like it was the right year for me to have a great motto. Yeah. And, again, to keep you focused on that. And I think what's good, too, is, like, if it's something from a song, because we all have, like, relentless holiday music playing. Yes. That way, it's kind of whimsical. You're, like, in the grocery store, and you hear some horrible music version. And you're like, oh, but here's that's my motto. I hear my motto. So it's a good way to sort of keep your focus on it, uh, to be listening for it. Um, and, of course, these are examples that we're talking about from the Christmas tradition, um, which is what we know best. But you can pick from your own tradition or mm-hmm. just the season. Like maybe it's the winter season. Maybe you live somewhere where the holiday season isn't the winter season. One thing that I think would be a great motto is I have miles to go before I sleep. That's just like mm. it could be a good holiday motto, I think. That was my backup motto. Mm, interesting. But that makes it seem like you have a lot to do. Well, I guess now that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it was my number two choice. Yeah. No, but I think for me, it's also like I have a, I, I have many things to experience. Like it feels like, ah, um, you know. All, uh, many things can happen to yeah, you. Yeah, many. Like there's many adventures that are going to unfold. So it feels kind of full of promise to me. But, mm, but I love that. Um, so let us know if you do try this at home and about how choosing a holiday motto works for you and what holiday mo- motto you do choose. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. Episode 196 is at happiercast.com slash 196 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a happiness hack that came straight from Gretchen's brain. (laughs) And it's something great for our listeners. Very exciting. But first, this break. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack. And this week it's gift of podcast. And this is something you came up with. You had an epiphany one day. Yes. Uh, tell everyone about it. Yes, I'm super excited about this if I do say so myself. So, the, now, you know when, like, you're six years old and you give your mother a certificate for, like, 10 free hugs or, you know, yes. or, like, you're a teenager and you, like, give your parents, you know, five free lawn mowing things. I think I did that mm -hmm. one year for Christmas. Um, so this is this is kind of along those lines. So if you listen to podcasts, you know that people love a podcast. If you can find the right one and turn them onto it and show them how to listen to a podcast, they're mm. so super excited. It's free. It's easy. There's just so much great stuff out there. And so I thought, okay. So what's going to happen is even right now, this is being created and it's going to be out in the world. Um, it's called The Gift of Podcast. If you go to giftofpodcast.com, it will take you to this landing page um, and it will let you enter your email and get a PDF that you can print out that is like a certificate that it shows somebody, I'm going to give you the gift of a podcast by showing you how to listen to Happier with Gretchen Rubin or Side Hustle School or Serial or Bitch Sesh or whatever it is, whatever one, yeah. but you got to pick it up for them. You know, like I keep looking for the perfect like University of Nebraska football uh, mm. podcast for dad because, you know, yeah. there's just no end to how much University of Nebraska football talk dad wants. Yes. Um, so it'll be something that you can print out and you can fill it in like the to, the from and, and what the podcast is. There will be a page that is kind of like 
quick reminders about how to subscribe because sometimes even when you can do it yourself it's helpful to see like oh yeah this 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 um or then also if you want to give it to them so that if they want instructions later to sign up for another podcast they'll have something very easy um and the idea for this was like there's a lot of people who maybe don't have any money or really low in cash but want to give a gift they want something under the tree so this is something they can like color sticker fill out tie it up with a ribbon put it under a tree and there's also people, you know, who break, they're coming to a point where they don't want anything. They right. don't want they any don't stuff. They don't want to collect more stuff. They don't yeah. want stuff, but they want an experience. And, you know, you're like, oh, this, you're going to love this. This is going to make going to the gym more fun. This is going to make walking the dog more fun. Um, but it's a way to have something tangible. Because I think an important part of the gift giving is you like that feeling of handing something to someone, even if it's something mm-hmm. like a gift certificate to a bookstore. And so this is something so that uh, to give you something that's sort of prepared and ready so that you can give the gift of a podcast. Yeah. I mean, people go nuts when they find a podcast they love. It's life changing, as we know. So I think this is such a great gift. And it's a great gift for a younger person to give to an older person. Like a 12-year-old could give um, the gift of a podcast to her grandparents. Yeah. Um, and then part of the experience would be showing them how maybe to subscribe and to listen. And so it's a nice little bonding moment as well. And then they can talk about the podcast yes. too. Yes. Yeah. No, it's like, I know you'll love this. Listen to it. And we hear from people all the time that are like, oh, we talk about this. I always talk about it with my sister or, or whoever. And so then you can imagine it draws people closer because it's something that they share. It's something that they really enjoy. It's like having the office TV show, sort of a version mm-hmm. of that. Um, so if you want to do this, go to giftofpodcast.com, just giftofpodcast.com, and then use the hashtag giftofpodcast if you like want to take a picture of your certificate, um, which would be really fun to see what people do with it, what they recommend, first of all. And then maybe I bet some people will really extravagantly decorate it. Um, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing what people do with it. Or maybe you don't decorate it at all. You just like put a ribbon on it or stick it in a gift bag and, and hand it over to somebody. But we just thought this is a great way to give people something that's free, doesn't take up any room on your shelves, Mm -hmm. um, and it's a great way to draw closer to the people you love. Let me remind everyone, there's also a lot of podcasts for kids. Oh, yeah. You could give this to um, a grandchild as well. Oh, yeah. It really is. There's a podcast for everyone. There really is a podcast for everyone. Um, But a lot of times people just, they don't listen because they don't know that it's there. And if you're the one to connect them, oh, my gosh, you just feel like the biggest hero. Yeah. Yes. And now we're going to take a deep dive into an issue that came up in episode 191, um, which was a question from a listener. Um, Whitney's mother wanted to cut back on her evening wine habit. She didn't want to give up drinking altogether, but she wanted to drink less. And so we asked if listeners had any other suggestions um, to add to the ones that we discussed, because this is something I have to say, having written better than before about habit change, this is a mm-hmm. habit that many, many, many people point to is something that they would like to do. They would like to cut back, not give it up altogether, but they'd like to cut back. So it's great to have a lot of ideas about different options to make it easier to cut back. Yeah. So should we just deep dive, Gretchen, to our suggestions for yes. people? We got a lot of great ones. Yes. Um, Joella said, if I can put off having a glass until after supper, then I often don't feel like having a glass at all and will just carry on with my evening. The nights that I come home and pour myself a glass right when I get home are the nights that usually lead to three glasses and I don't sleep well. Well, Gretchen, I think that's because it's the thing of she's 
doing it as a trigger thing, like let me come home from work, pour a glass of wine to show myself I'm relaxed. Yeah. If she waits until after dinner, she's already relaxed, right? And therefore yeah. probably doesn't have the need for the wine. And this is a good example of sometimes if you say to yourself, I'm not saying no, I'm just saying wait. A lot of times if you mm -hmm. wait, then the feeling, the urge, the impulse passes. But it's sometimes easier to say, I'm not saying no, I'm just saying I'm going to wait. So it's a lesser kind of, it feels like a lesser deprivation, so it might be easier. So I thought that was a great suggestion. And Jennifer used pairing. She talked about how she decided that she could only have a glass of wine on the days that she exercised. Mm -hmm. And what's important here is this is not a re this is kind of very advanced uh, habit strategy. Um, it's not a reward. It's not like because I exercised, I get a, a glass of wine. You don't want to get into that. That is not good. Mm -hmm. Do not think of it that way. It's more like these things just go together. You know, if it's a day when I'm exercising, it's a day when I have a glass of wine. If it's a day when I'm not exercising, it's a day that doesn't have a glass of wine. It, that is, a, but you don't want it to slip into being a reward. It's just a pairing. Good distinction. Um, and then Stacy said, you can now buy decent wine in small bottles or even cans, so it's easier to have just one serving. Having the bottle with the next serving available makes it all too easy to serve yourself just one more. I also will sometimes pour myself a very small glass, literally a shot glass size container that just holds one to three ounces. Now, this is a really great example of something that in the research is called unit bias. Okay, so mm -hmm. unit bias is our tendency to want to complete a unit of whatever it is, whatever we're doing, whatever we're eating or drinking. People want to just have the full portion, no matter what the size is. And there was mm -hmm. this hilarious study um, in an apartment building where one day they put out a table and it was like, help yourself to a pretzel. And it was like giant, those giant pretzels and people mm -hmm. took one. And then it, like a week later, it was like, help yourself to a pretzel. But it was those pretzels cut in half and presented in half and people took half. Mm -hmm. And then they, then they cut it in quarters and they were like, help yourself to a free pretzel. And people took a quarter. So what they were doing ah. is they were taking one and they've done the same mm -hmm. thing with scoops. People will take one scoop of like M&Ms mm. if it's a cup size scoop or a quarter cup size scoop. And so you really do have this bias towards one. And if you have one bottle of wine, that feels like I should have a bottle of wine. Yeah. If you have That's a can, if you have a can of thing, are you going to open three cans? Probably not of wine. Um, and I can see people being like, oh, my gosh, how can you drink wine out of can? But if you have it separated like that, it really makes well, a big difference. You don't have difference. to drink it out of the can. You put it in a glass. You put it in <laughs> <laughs> Yes. We're yes. not animals. Yeah. <laughs> We're not monsters. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, I get how people feel like part of the wine is the wine yes. bottle. But, but anyway, yeah. be aware that that is an aspect of it. Or even just realizing that maybe subconsciously you're feeling like, oh, I have only had a little bit of this whole bottle of wine. I haven't even had half. It's like, well, that's more wine than yeah. you want to be drinking. Yeah. Here's another great suggestion from Teresa. She said, I actually learned this trick from a book written by Bob Green, who was one of Oprah's trainers. For people who have a hard time abstaining completely, Bob suggested moving toward a lighter solution of a wine spritzer, white wine mixed with club soda or sparkling water. This trick will still allow your listeners to have an adult beverage in a stemmed glass at the end of the day. However, the alcohol consumption will be less. I think this is a great idea because again, I do think it's the the relaxation trigger of drinking wine that yeah. so many people, myself included, um, you know, find so satisfying. 
but you know if you cut the alcohol in half yeah. with yeah. Uh, sparkling water that cuts the calories tremendously and the alcohol tremendously right. so this is a great idea right you're getting all this water which is a good thing and then like you could even if you only put a third of wine you could have three glasses and yeah. feel very like oh my gosh i had three glasses but it's really just one glass of wine yeah that's yeah. a great idea now, here's one from Kathy, and I have to say this to me has a little bit of like a loophole alert kind of, uh, mm. it's, it makes me wonder if there's loopholes involved here. Because <laughs> Kathy's involving um, something her friend says. So Kathy says, I have a friend who had the same issue, but after I scratched the paint a bit, I found she'd have the second and third glasses feeling that the wine wouldn't be as good the next day. I suggested she find a tasty boxed wine and stop opening the individual bottles during the week. Boxed wine has a vacuum-sealed bag so that the flavor is not soured by air. If the problem really is trying to not waste wine, one glass a night works great when the wine comes through a tiny spigot. But I have to say, when somebody's <laughs> like, oh, I need to finish this whole bottle of wine because it's not going to be as good tomorrow, that to me sounds like somebody who's searching for a loophole. So again... As I have to say, oh, introducing a box of wine <laughs> so that may not be the best idea. Yes, yes. So as people are explaining to you what they do, or as you're telling yourself what you're doing, be on the alert. You know, there are 10 categories of loopholes. I write. This is my favorite chapter to write in Better Than Before because I go through all the different categories. And so sometimes if you're up against something like this and you're struggling, think about, well, what kind of loopholes are you are you bringing in mm -hmm. that you could just reject? Because I think most of us would say that's kind of a loophole. Like, yeah, oh, I have to drink it all to tonight waste. because it's not going to yeah. be as good tomorrow. It's like, OK, buy the can, buy the can of wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what you can also do? I couldn't believe I didn't think about this because um, obsessed with the four tendencies as I am. Um, you can use your tendency. So for upholders, probably mm. upholders are not going to have such trouble with this one. Um, for questioners, one of the, they often are, are, you know, they love efficiency. They love monitoring. So uh, I think if you are a questioner, you would want to track how much you're drinking, how much you're actually drinking. You might be surprised. How much are you spending on wine? Um, sometimes people are more persuaded by saving money than, you know, other things. Um, mm. How much more likely are you like not to go to the gym on days after you've had the wine? You know, really track yourself and see how it's affecting you because questioners are often very influenced by that. For an obliger, you know, Whitney was talking about her mother. And so Whitney could say, if her mother's an obliger, Whitney could say, you know, this is really upsetting me. Like, I, I, it's really mm -hmm. bothering me that you're drinking more than you should. And you know that it's not healthy for you. Um, she could say things like, I'll check in with you every day. That could help her mother. It could, might bother her mother, but if her mother welcomed it. And she could even say to her mother something like, you know, you're not being a very good role model. Because, again, for obligers, that outer expectation is what influences yeah. them to move. So you want to show the form, some form of outer accountability, outer expectation. But you want to be sensitive about it, obviously. And then for a rebel, if Whitney's mother was a rebel, I'd think, is this who you want to be? Because it mm -hmm. seems like you're kind of being controlled by alcohol. Mm -hmm. Like it's the boss here, not you. You know, you're a strong, healthy person. You don't want to do something that brings you down, right? Is that what you want? Because for them, it's That's all choice, smart. freedom, and identity. So if, if Whitney can think about the tendency of her mother, she might be able to communicate with her in a way that will resonate better. Well, it always comes back to the tendency, Gretch. Using a tendency <laughs> to have good, healthy habits that you want to have. Yeah, and by the way, if you have no idea what we're talking about with the tendencies, <laughs> you can go to quiz.gretchenrubin.com. You can take the quick quiz to find out if you're an upholder, a questioner, obliger, or a rebel. Um, and then all this will make much more sense to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, those were great suggestions. Thanks, everybody. And if there are more suggestions, um, please do send them because we can keep uh, doling them out. Yes. And speaking of another um, issue raised from a listener, we have time for a listener question. As always, leave us a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, which is 77-HAPPY-336, or email us or leave us a voice memo at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Yeah, and Gretchen, we get such great answers from our listeners when we uh, put questions out there, like the how to cut down on drinking question, that we have decided to start a new segment called Listener Answers. Yay! This is going to be so great because we get so many great responses. We really want to shine a spotlight on Listener Answers. So that's going to be a whole new segment coming up. Yes, because a lot of times we don't have the answers, (laughs) but other people do. Yes, yes, yes. And this week, we're going to discuss some of the answers we got to the listener question we raised in a previous episode from the listener whose parents refused to do any end-of-life tasks because they thought it would make their deaths, quote, more likely. So this was a tough question, and people had a lot of answers. Yeah, Mike and um, suggested actually harnessing kind of their superstitious belief. She said, if I were in a situation like that with my parents, I would try to harness their superstition and argue that, hey, it never rains when you take an umbrella. Equally, having everything prepared will not invite the evil eye, but will deflect it. So that's, Mm. you know, take advantage of that. Um, Cindy's suggestion was this. She said, for my mother-in-law in updating her will, she's always told us that we get everything. We told her if you don't update it, a lot of the money will go to the state. She was appalled at the government getting any more. Well, that's good. The practical approach, cold, hard cash, always a good approach. Yeah. And Tara wrote, as a doctor and someone who lost a parent early, I am all too familiar with these discussions. One point, people sometimes feel that the decisions they make are permanent. But you can be in one stage of your life and choose to give your money to one person or have a do not resuscitate and in a year be in a totally different mental place and change your mind. These things are changeable. At the same time, making a plan is the best way to give someone making decisions for you a little support and love, knowing that they are following your wishes. So, yeah, just remember, you're not this isn't forever. It's just what you've decided right now. You can always change your mind. Yes. Um, Whitney said, it seems very overwhelming to sit down and do this huge task. I know the listener had said she had made a binder, but sometimes even the task of opening it and not knowing where to start can seem so overwhelming. Maybe she could have the binder on her end and schedule phone meetings where she could ask questions like, where do you have all of your bank accounts? Then the next phone call, could you find out your bank account numbers for me at such and such bank? Breaking down each task into incredibly small baby steps can help it seem much more achievable and you could do the documentation part so they only have to answer questions orally. I thought that was a great idea. I think that's a great idea because a lot of it is like if somebody just feels unable to just even begin the task, maybe you just ask the question bit by bit and it, then it feels manageable. And then you've got the binder on your end so you have the yeah. information and you see what pieces need to be filled in. Um, I think that is a great idea. Uh, Mary had another great idea, which is to remind, you know, if both parents are still alive, I would tell each, you don't want mom or dad to have to deal with this alone, do you? Because probably Mm. one will die first, and then the other one will be left grieving and have to make all the decisions. So this is Mm. like, do you want to leave this all on your spouse? Um, A good reminder. 
And Susan says, I talked to my parents about what my husband and I have done to ease the situation when that information is needed by my children. Updated will, purchased a green burial plot, outlining info that could be put in our obituaries, etc. That seemed to be the tipping argument and my parents and I sorted out all kinds of information and preferences. Well, and Leandra sort of did a, a version of that. So if Susan was saying, um, by talking about what she's doing for her own children, that kind of inspired her parents, Leandra reminded her parents of like previous experiences they'd had. She writes, when my grandfather died, my parents were extremely stressed as they were trying to find his army discharge papers so that he could be buried in the veteran cemetery. After going through that combination of stress and grief, they made sure to put my father's discharge papers in a prominent place so that my brother and I would not have to have the same experience. Mm. Perhaps appealing to the listener's parents' own experiences of trying to handle someone else's affairs after they died would help them understand how challenging it can be. So if they've had that experience, remind them of it. Uh, it's a good idea. That's something that uh, is applicable. So these are great listener answers, Gretch. Yes. Thank you, everybody. And we will be featuring even more of your listener answers in our listener answer segments. Coming up, I refuse to give myself a happiness to merit. <laughs> but first, this break. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So, Elizabeth, it's time for Demerits and Gold Stars, um, but you... You've got a different vision for the demerit this week. Tell us what it is. Yeah, Scratch. I was supposed to give myself a happiness demerit this week, but I have just decided that I'm not going to because yeah. I am doing the best I can. Yeah. <laughs> I've come through a crazy period of work, as I've mentioned, really going on all cylinders, candle and all hens, the whole, every everything you can think of. And I'm just like, I was like, you know what? I've been doing the best I can. I can't ding myself right now for anything I've done wrong. I just need to sort of get through this final little push. Um, and then I will start giving myself demerits again. Well, I think that's so wise because you really need to cut yourself slack. Like you have just been working at your uttermost for a long time. This wasn't like a sprint over a weekend. This was like months and months of being 
taxed mentally, emotionally, time, energy in every way. So I give you a giant gold star for not giving yourself a demerit. I think that's Good. absolutely deserved. <laughs> yeah, and I want every our listeners out there know when you you know don't give yourself a demerit when you're just you know you're tapped out. Yes. Yeah. But what about you, Gretch? What's your gold star this week? Well, I want to give a gold star to Daniel Deschens, who is the brilliant woman who uh, designed the cover of my book, Outer Order, Inner Calm, that's coming out in March. And I have to say, you would think, or I thought before I was a writer, that choosing cover designs would be like super, super fun. But it's actually mm. one of my very least favorite parts because I think it matters tremendously. But yes. because I'm not a visual person, I don't really know what I want or what I like or why I think something works or doesn't. And it just matters so much. You know, I mean, I just think we all do judge books by their covers. So I worked with Danielle before. She did the Four Tendencies cover, which I loved. And I love the Outer Order Inner Calm one. And the, but the reason why she really gets the gold star is she did so many versions. I mean, mm. version after version after version. All of them were imaginative and interesting. And I was like, but this didn't seem right and that didn't seem right. And we just kept going and going. And I'm like, how is she just not <laughs> saying, you know, do it yourself, you know? And then the very last day, they were like, we have to pick one for the galley. Even if we have to change it, like, you just need something that we can use now. She sent one in, and I was like, this is it. Everybody was like, this is it. It's beautiful. It's eye-catching. It looks great in a bookstore. It'll look great online. It has harkens to nature. Um, it fits with the epigraph of the book. I was just, like, flabbergasted. I'm, I was just like, she worked so hard, and then she just completely exceeded my expectations. I love the cover. And um, so I just want to give her a gold star for her for being like so inexhaustibly creative. Mm -hmm. um, it was just astonishing to me that someone could think of so many different approaches to something and in the end just come up with something just beautiful. So gold star. And I've seen the cover, Gretchen. It's beautiful. So, Danielle, you nailed it. Yeah, and I'll post it on the webs on my site. So if you want to see what it looks like, um, you can see how beautiful it is for yourself. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Choose a holiday motto. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. For our last time together, our producer is Cameron Drews. Aww. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Farewell to Andy Bowers and Kristen Meinzer of Panoply. Thanks for everything. We will miss you guys. Yes, we will. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. As always, I've said it once, I've said it a million times. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us however you listen to your podcasts. The resources for this week, if you want to request a book plate or a holiday gift or for yourself, uh, make sure that you submit it by December 10th, please, because I really get worried about whether these are going to get to the person um, in time for the holidays, because there is a little bit of back and forth. These get mailed to you. I have to generate stickers, all that. I will put a link in the show notes if you want to request a book plate or a signature card. If you want a signature card for an audiobook or an ebook, I can give that to you too. Um, and I'm sorry, uh, as always, I'm very sorry. This is US and Canada only. These are actual things that I will mail to you. Um, so because of mailing costs, I can only do US and Canada. And there is going to be a flash sale on my Four Tendencies course. Um, so go to courses.gretchenrubin.com to make sure you get the emails when the sale goes live. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward.
Grutch, I know from my own experience that baby making is not always simple. There is a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And when you want to conceive, there can be a lack of understanding and resources. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from reproductive health to uh, ovulation tracking to conception aid. Frida is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. Frida products are innovative, easy to use, and accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, at Target, and select CVS stores near you. That's Frida Fertility, F-R-I-D-A, Frida Fertility.